Are the monk's precepts binding for life? Palanyani? Uh, yes, there are. When the monk stays in rope for life, um, as long as one is, is in ropes, they are binding. As, as soon as the ropes are off, they are, of course, not binding anymore. Yeah, the other thing to note is that there's no God that's going to come down and punish you if you break them. And in fact, some of them are not even immoral. Uh, so an arahant, an enlightened being, can break certain rules. There's, um, I, I believe there's stories, I'm not sure. There are stories of arahants who were the ones who, um, who were the first person to break the rule. Uh, an there are some. An arahant who spent the night with a woman alone in a room because she tricked him. And so he stayed there and he taught her the Dhamma and she became Sodapana. And the Buddha said, oh no, don't, don't stay alone with a woman because people will say bad things. Uh, but as far as arahants actually breaking a rule that was already established, I actually can't think of any instances, but theoretically it's possible. One, one could imagine... Uh, an example of an arahant breaking the rule. They're community guidelines, I guess you could say, and they are binding. Um, but if you break one, you just confess it, or if it's a serious rule, you undergo penance, or if it's a major rule, you are no longer a monk. And people have said that if you break one of the major rules, one of these the severe, the serious defeat rules, then in that life you can never become enlightened. But it's actually not, it, it's not, uh, has no basis in the Buddhist, in the canon, in the Buddhist scriptures. Mahasi Sayada talks about this. He says, uh, then, I can't remember what it was, but he, he was, he, he, he was talking about, uh, he was, he was talking about something else, but then he mentions about the Parajika, the, the defeat offenses that there's a story in the commentaries about uh, this group of monks who did something, I can't remember what they did, they, they committed some kind of parajika offense, maybe stealing, and they disrobed and became samanera, became novices, because they could never ordain again. That's one of the rules. If, you're a paraj if you've committed one of these offenses, you're not allowed to ordain again. If as a monk you stole something worth more than a certain amount, then you can't ordain again. But they ordained as novices and became sotapanna uh, in in that lifetime. So they're they're not like um, they're 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 binding in the sense that you're expected to keep them. But they're you know many of them are not even immoral to break them, like uh, eating in the afternoon, for example. If a person is sitting down and thinks it's eleven o'clock and then they eat some stu some food and then they find out oh it's actually twelve o'clock. Then they've they've technically they've broken a rule, but they may not be at all guilty of any uh, any even any irreverence because they thought they were keeping the rule. As for this an example. Commitments. I mean, of course, the parajikas and then the the heavy rules, the the sangha disesas. There are. Uh, Better to keep because it's very difficult to 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 deal uh, with it when you break them. But all the other other rules are are 
kind of uh, helping in the holy life and um, I think they come out of compassion um, and made out of compassion. So he's asking now, um, in what sense are they binding? If someone breaks them, who, who enforces that? Who, held, who holds them responsible? Is that the Sangha? I'll answer to start that um, one holds one ultimately holds oneself accountable. Uh, there, this monk he was teaching us about the precepts. All the new monks. I'm not sure why I was sitting in there. Oh, we, the new monks were studying basic dhamma, and I was trying to get the basic dhamma exams because in or in Thailand, in order to become a uh, the head monk of a monastery, you have to pass these exams. It was a total joke. Uh, they did a little bit of studying, and then on the exam day, their 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 teacher came in and gave them all the answers. So we're sitting there. This isn't this has no relation to what we're talking about, but it's a funny story, so I'll tell it. We're sitting there, and they're all asking, "What what is jhana?" Or no, what are the what are the five uh, sorts of uttari manusa dhamma? And then the guy's telling, "What this is this this? What is this? What is that?" Sorry, at the beginning of the, of the exam, the, the head monk had come in and he said, Okay, no ducharita, which means don't do any, no, no cheating, basically. The ducharit means no cheating. It, it, it means no evil acts, but in this context it means no cheating. No cheating now, and then he, no ducharita, and then he goes out. And so they're all asking, what's this, what's that? And they're all giving each other the answers. And suddenly I pipe up, I say, what is ducharit? <laughs> Because obviously they, and the one, this one monk in front of me, he turns around and he's going to give me the answer. I said I was just joking. Um, but the, um, the 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 point actually came a lot earlier when we're in this class, and the teacher is he's talking about how these the precepts he's talking about breaking them, and he says, you know, here's an example. Suppose I was in my room. And he looks at me, and I don't know why he looks at me, but he starts saying to me, "And what do you think, Noah? Suppose I'm..." And I say, "Suppose, Noah. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, you think I'm, I actually do something like this? Suppose I go to my fridge and I pull out a salad at nine o'clock at night, and I eat the salad, totally clean it out, clean the the uh, clean the, the styrofoam off, put it in a plastic bag, tie it up, and put it at the bottom of my garbage bin." And he said, "No, no one knows that I was, that I broke this, the the rule." And he says, "Or or do they?" He said, "Who who who knows about it? Who knows that I broke the rule?" Hmm. That's the answer. Some people are saying devas, devas will know. <laughs> it's true. They they may know. There are, there are devas who could know. There are also people with magical powers who could know. But in the end, you know. And if you're breaking the rules, you're the one who has to deal, has to live with it. This is what we were talking about yesterday in the study course, that um, our good and bad deeds are the things that follow us around. And when we're alone, we have to think about them. And that's ultimately the best teacher. That's what uh, helps you to keep the rules. And when I was a young monk, you know, in Thailand, many monks will not keep the rules. And so uh, they will do things like that. I, you know, I would go up to the school and the novices are up there at nine in the evening, frying up fish or something, well, a flagrant violation of, of monastic rules, but it, it became quite common. 
And so I broke some of them, not not the eating one, but you know, there were there were many drinking soya milk in the evening, for example. But eventually, it 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 it, it weighs down on you, and you start to you read the, the Buddhist teaching, and you can see that this is not something that is of any benefit, and it's actually a um, a means of of degrading the Buddhist teaching, degrading the purity of the Buddha Sasana. The Buddha said, or the commentary, one of the commentaries says, that the Vinaya is the lifeblood of the Sasana. Vinaya is what keeps the Dhamma alive. Uh, Vinaya is the, 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 the precepts, the more the ethics is the, uh, the the protection for the for the Buddhist teaching. And you can see this most Clearly, you can see this in terms of money, because those monks who begin to touch money, and even though it may become as a, it may come as a surprise, but the majority of monastics out there do carry money around with them. And for some of them, it's not a problem. For some of them, they will uh, be able to com comport themselves and deport themselves in a way, and use the money in such a way that it doesn't defile their mind, and they're doing great things with it. And and you know, you you've got to admire the fact that they're doing good things. That being the case, even those pure and great monks, if you look at the monasteries that they live in, surrounded by monks who also touch money, who are not so pure, it's easy to see how the, this rule, even though it's only a concept, is incredibly important. Because though certain monks may not be attached to the money, they begin to attract monks who are attached to the money. And of course new monks won't have that ability to let go. And those monks who have some corruption in their mind will be encouraged in, to develop that corruption. And eventually the monastery, if the teacher especially is very pure and becomes very famous, will be, the monastery will become full of monks who are opportunists. Who, uh, this is, you know, the, the corruption becomes rife and it becomes a, a very uh, difficult place to practice the Buddhist teaching, practice meditation. You learn a lot from it about human defilements and so on but uh, it's quite sad on the other hand to see the breakdown of the monastic community as a result of not keeping the rules I, w I wish I could remember there's like ten reasons the Buddha gave ten reasons for the Vinaya and I'm not uh, well versed it's not something that I've memorized read it several times but it's this sort of thing you know it, it the uh, bad monks are uh, unable to get into power. Good monks are, are able to live in comfort and at ease. Um, it suppresses the defilements of, of the individual monks. It gives faith to the lay people. It, it gives faith to people who don't have faith when they see these people practicing you know, in great discipline. Those people who have faith, are their faith is preserved because when you break the rules, obviously it's easy for people to lose faith and lose interest in the Buddha's teaching when they see people all corrupt. Uh, and so on and so on. And I think the last one is that it's a protection for the Dhamma. So many reasons for keeping them and, and, and those are really I think what, what holds you accountable is that you, you, you can see the, the results of keeping them and the results of breaking them. <laughs>